0: Welcome to the Festival Podcast, bringing you the very best interviews from the world of music festivals. Jump in and let the good times rock and roll. Hi. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. We've got a real treat for you today. Just five years ago, Tucker Gumba got invited to his first ever music festival. Now at 27 years old, he was maybe a little late to the party, but from his first taste, he was hooked. Fast forward to today, and he's now been to nearly 100 music festivals in America alone. And he's about to take Europe and the rest of the world by Storm. In this interview we spoke about everything really, he's such a good guy, he's a real advocate for the group ethos of festival goers and making positive change all the things that go around the festivals that really matter as well Um, we talked about what's the one thing he always packs for a festival, um, what makes a festival truly brilliant Uh, right the way through to some of the weirder and darker experiences he's had. I know you're gonna love it so here goes tucker gomba the festival guy enjoy so tucker thank you so much for joining us and speaking to us all the way from america as well i'm gonna begin by saying the festival guy as far as job titles go you can't get much cooler than that but tell me how did it all begin where was your first festival experience
1: uh, my first festival was March of two thousand eleven. It was a festival called Snowball. It was a first time festival in Colorado and uh, in a, in a, in Vale, Colorado, where my uncle lived. And he kind of called me like two weeks before and said, uh, "Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zero is one of my favorite uh, acts hmm. was was playing there." And I was like, "Why? You know, it's like what are they doing <laughs> in Vale?" And then a week later, he called and he was like, "Nestable." And I looked it up and it was you know Edward Sharp flaming lips local natives portugal the man and it was like 110 dollars. and i was like like i booked flights the night before and got out there and uh the next thing i know i'm in snow gear there's there's eight inches of snow on the ground and um i i got to since my, my first festival and and also learn about these other guys that i'd never heard of called like pretty lights space nectar big gigantic and um I, I I couldn't believe how much fun you could have in a weekend. You know, it's like I'd been living in L.A. the uh, four years previous to that, and I'd kind of struggled to find my crew. And suddenly I found a place where everyone I wanted to be friends with was on vacation together for the weekend. So it definitely had a, a really big impact uh, in, in my life, like, it, immediately.
0: And how old were you when you went to your first festival?
1: Uh, I was twenty. Seven, yeah, I didn't, I didn't go to my first festival till I was twenty seven. I, I like to think I caught up.
0: Man, that's almost uh, you're a late bloomer, but you've made up time now.
1: Yeah, uh, next end of this end of this month, end of this month, um, lightning in a bottle will be my one hundredth festival.
0: 100th festival in five years—that is insane. How did you choose which one's going to be your one hundredth?
1: Uh, I well it it worked out timing wise (laughs) because honestly you don't get to choose that very much but it, it also happens to be my home festival one of one of my very top festivals i've ever been to
0: and obviously your experience of going to festivals i mean now you've done so so many i guess it doesn't all blur into one but what makes a truly great festival great and stand up above the rest
1: oh absolutely and that's that's why i that's why I wrote the book to give to give any event uh, what all, all of the things they need because it's not just this or this. You have to have all of the things right because uh, um, to create that magical experience. And you know, obviously, uh, I think music viewing experience is very important. Your stages have to be mm. dialed. You, it needs to sound good from the back of the crowd. Uh, if it's a bigger stage, you need to have video screens like that's important. But it also comes down to uh, lighting. You know, I, I think lighting yeah. is the most underdone part of festivals where when I look at my favorite festivals, they also are the, the ones that, are, that have the best lighting. Um, y- there shouldn't be lines for anything. You know, when you think of a festival that has bathroom lines, you, like you, there's some people that think that's normal. Well, in my 100 festivals, I, I would bet maybe 15 of them have had lines for bathrooms because you know they're, they're doing a really good job now of, of having the right facilities and, and and maintaining them,
0: which is good. Man, it's interesting of all the things that you've mentioned, obviously, I think with the lighting and stuff, it's something that's so often overlooked, but it, it really adds to the experience. I mean, that's where people are there, aren't they? It's not just listening to the music. You can you can do that on, on your computers to almost a better quality anyway, but it's the experience, and that's visual. And stuff like that. It's interesting you haven't mentioned the music. I mean, surely that's important.
1: No, but it, honestly, if you if you don't like the music, you shouldn't go. Like that's easy. That's that's actually the la- the least important thing. Once you're at the venue, uh, the the people on stage that's that's their job to to be awesome. Mm. That's what they're getting paid to do. Um, it's as far as the festival is concerned. It's it's everything else. It's having good food. It's it's making it easy to attend so you don't you don't feel like, you know, a, a sheep who's waiting for all the other sheep to, to move like it's all the other things.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, 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 we do find that some festivals can be quite cattle like in their mentality and stuff and those type of thing. I mean, speaking of which, uh, presumably with 100 festivals, there must have been some pretty weird and wonderful things you've seen. <laughs> so many um you, you always get these well wh-
1: where are we going here do you want weird or do you want wonderful
0: <laughs> i don't know let's let's go let's go with weird uh
1: okay uh weird all right at electric forest 2012 uh it's it's interesting doing festivals all, i've i've stuck with north america so far as i'm building building my brand and um you know my company festivo um I would say weirdest thing was uh, after a what was it after a, a Sound Tribe Sector Nine, so STS Nine show uh, one of the nights at, at Electric Forest in Michigan, and and this is a festival that you know means the world to the people that go because it's in the Midwest and it's a world class festival and. And I, I have a feeling that the people in the Midwest don't get to have fun as maybe people like me in California. <laughs> so when they get to go to Electric Forest, it's a huge huge deal. Yeah. And they probably also don't party as much, so they're a little newer to it. So um, combine that with the fact that uh, you know there's there's a party drug called ketamine. Uh, yeah. A lot of that hit, hit 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 there for the first time, and a lot of people didn't know what it was. So after the Seven Tribe show ended, I was just kinda hanging, you know, waiting for people to clear out. We, we just weren't in a hurry. And I'm gonna say there was probably like sixty people in K holes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's where like you you can't really move. And and oh, we just kinda man. waited uh because and suddenly there it was kind of like a scene out of the walking dead there was like 60 zombies like, oh. trying to make it back to camp and you know it's just like this is weird
0: <laughs> oh totally weird man that's that, i can imagine i can imagine that. that's probably yeah. good um again just so many festivals so many experiences and stuff do you if you could go back in time and give advice to yourself you know as a first-time festival go what sort of advice would you give
1: no, I think I think something we need to get in the habit of is, you know, when a big thing that that made me s- s- start this journey is is but when I went to my second festival, which was Coachella, uh, by the end of it, I, I really saw the festival niche, and I wrecked going to a festival uh, much like is much like you know, uh, I grew up fishing and golfing and hiking in Colorado, and my grandpa taught me how to do all that. Yeah. Well no one teaches anyone how to do all this stuff for festivals. So no. when you're going to your first festival, you need to go with people that know how, how to do everything. And they need to teach you and, and show you the ropes because if, if you don't, and then you see trash on the ground, you, you might assume that, that you can just throw your trash on the ground where that's not okay. You know, you there's, there's a whole slew of things you need to know before you go to a festival. And you, you should learn from someone that's done it before. That's-
0: that's really interesting to say you know that kind of passing down and I guess it's really true because people's mentalities are so based around sort of the other people that they're there with you seem to be quite an advocate for the sort of like awesomeness of the tribe and group mentality for the positive good is this something that you feel has come from yourself or is it be more people around you and from going to these festivals
1: uh both you know I've, I've always believed in and the greater good, and that we all impact the people around us. Um, but then, you know, you also see, you know, we, we have countless examples of people that, that you know, let their voices be heard and uh, try to speak up for, for communities. And you, you see that through politics or through, through you know, individual artists. Of which I can't name any right now but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, you know it's just one of these things where uh, someone has to say it you know what I mean it's like if, yeah. if, if you throw your trash on the ground it, saying well it's the festival's job to pick it up well actually you are impacting my festival and if I bought a ticket to this it's not your right to make the festival dirty for me because you're, you're lowering my experience. So, so yeah, um, I, I think it's time that we all really, really just buckle down and, and call people out when we see it. Um, and, and, and carry that into the real world, you know, like if you see someone throw trash on the street, you, you tell them. I actually, uh, two nights, uh, a couple nights ago, I was, um, uh, walking down the street with some friends and we were standing in a street corner and this, car playing loud music pulled up and they thought they were so cool and this guy took his gum out and threw it on the ground oh, and no i pick way. it up and i throw it back in his car
0: <laughs> oh mate you are seriously preaching to the converted man i, I did exactly the same thing just uh, just like less than a month ago someone had just like uh, gone through the drive-thru at mcdonald's wound down their window and just dropped yeah. their trash out and I, I, I just couldn't let it yeah. slide. I couldn't let it slide. I, I nearly got beaten up oh, and yeah. I just walked up and I was like, well, you, You've dropped this. You've dropped it's this. It's
1: ridiculous. And when this happens at a festival, um, I, I have a little, a, you know, I teach, this is one of the things I teach new people to, how to do is how to call people out. You know, if you see someone throw something down, you pick it up and with a big smile on your mouth, hand it to them. You're like, Hey, you dropped this. Nine <laughs> times out of ten, they're going to be like, You're right. My bet. Now, This other 10%, these are the people that just throw all their trash on the ground. So you pick it up, and you're like, hey, you dropped this. And if they're like, bro, because they'll say bro, (laughs) bro, I paid $300 to come here. I don't have to pick up after myself. You're like, okay. Knowing that you're surrounded by all of these people that pick up after themselves, you put them on blast. So you say, hey, everybody, this guy doesn't think he needs to pick up after himself. Is that okay? (laughs) And everyone around him is going to be like, no and no matter what happens from there like in that you you should be able to make it to where it's not worth it for this person to want to leave to to even think about putting their trash on the ground it's
0: just not worth your time no absolutely (laughs) because you should get
1: called out i love that
0: bro as well we we don't use that in the uk as much it'd be mate it'd always be mate um no that's awesome like stellar advice um Do you tend to find that people live slightly differently kind of like outside of music festivals to inside? You know, is the kind of this switch in terms of personality?
1: Uh, I think people are more themselves because they're more around people that they're like than anywhere else. Okay, because when when you look at a festival lineup, it if it resonates with you, you're like, oh, I want to go and you make this decision and suddenly like out of all the people in your region you, these are the people you're most like cuz you had music in common well then since there's so many stages you make the decision again so you're like okay there's eight stages i'm going to go see this act well everyone around you made all of these same decisions and then if you go a step even further it's like where do you stand at the stage yeah. well if you stand to the very front left these in the people around you have made all of these same decisions you have a lot in common with them. So you get to be more yourself because you're around people that are more like you as opposed to work or, you know, on the bus or anywhere else where it's just a it's just who, who happens to be you know, near you.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I've never thought of it like that. That's that's really cool to think about how you kind of get more and more specialised, more and more niche, almost as as you, depending where you stand and stuff like that, and find people who you can really connect with. That that's awesome. That's a that's a really cool way of looking at it. I mean, the the advice you've given so far has been so good, and in terms of kind of this better ethos and everyone pulling in the right direction, and I loved what you mentioned about kind of handing down the right way to festival and that that sort of thing. In terms of more take away information that maybe our listeners c- can do if, if they're going for a first music festival as well you I mean do you now have things that you sort of like always sure. pack do you have things that you always take with you those sort of things
1: you know I've gone through I've gone through waves I used to be super prepared um but now I I when I roll to a festival I I uh, I mean food wise it's pretty funny I, I get a box of croutons a bear of honey and a like a slim fast for each day, like a protein shake. Yeah. And then I just eat from the vendors. Like I don't I don't deal with cooking things. It's like I don't even think the the festival food is that expensive. You know, nice. it's like ten bucks for a meal with our currency. Something else with yours. I hope it's reasonable as well. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's not too you bad. You know, and, and the food's delicious. So I don't even um, things I bring. I don't deal with running out of cell phone battery. I bring. Wow. I bring, ba- you know, uh, power packs. Yeah. More than I could use in a weekend. I just I don't deal with it. Uh, Earplugs are very important. You need things to attach to you. So you need a water bottle that attaches to you, uh, with a carabiner or, or you know a lot of people like hydration packs, but uh, I don't want to wear a backpack. Mm, yeah. Uh, so those those are my big ones. Sun- sunscreen. Do not get sunburned. Yeah. You won't have fun. Um. And, yeah, so those are those are the basics
0: um, right there. No, that killer killer. I'm sure a lot of people will kind of take that into consideration. It's some things that people forget as well on their first one. You don't want to be the guy without the sun cream. Believe me, I know. Um, We'll take things forward. Looking ahead a little bit, um, again, going through so many festivals, you must have seen kind of trends in terms of maybe where they're going, new not technology necessarily, but new kind of directions for music festivals and stuff.
1: Uh, I think they're going to, the future of festivals just, just landed on our lap actually. Did you hear about desert trip? Mm, I haven't. Oh God. So Coachella, Coachella is so, so, so smart because they, the, the festival they throw is un It's so good that they don't have to have the best lineup. They don't do any marketing. Because their festival is so good, and they sell out two weekends, and then the third weekend uh, they put a, a festival called Stagecoach, which is a country festival. Yeah. So in their eyes, they're like, why do we set this up and tear it down? For one, they they get three uses out of their stages. Yeah. That's very smart. Well, now in the in the fall they're they're doing one called Desert Trip, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the um, let me let me find the full full lineup here because it's um. There we go. So the first day it's the Rolling Stones and Bob Dylan. Yeah. The second day is Paul McCartney and Neil Young. <laughs> I mean yeah. And the third day is Roger Waters and The Who. Oh wow. And different concept, but they're yeah. going to they sold out two weekends again and the general admission ticket price was like $400 and then there is you know different seating that's going to be way more and um i i think there's something there i th- i saw it and i was like well that's brilliant you know it doesn't have to be all these different stages why not just get people together because half of the fun in in, in these festivals is seeing these acts on these massive stages outside it's so much yeah. cooler than any concert venue right so why not just go ahead and have these this massive acts play on one stage that everyone will love and do something different there so i think that's that's very smart and going to continue the momentum that is building in
0: in the festival world oh wow so it's almost less about sort of more stages more about that specialization the the big kind of figurehead acts and stuff like that man that's awesome i know that you've now done almost a hundred music festivals in North America, but y- you haven't been out outside of sort of North America yet. I mean, Europe and um, the UK have some absolutely amazing festivals. Are, th- are there any of those that you're kind of excited about? Is the future plans?
1: Oh, I can't wait! Literally, this was supposed to be the year, but um, so I-, I have a company called Festivo. Uh, we make an app that has all the festivals in it, including the ones in Europe, and it lets you listen to every artist on the lineup uh, through Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube, so you can decide who you should see. Um, and it's been a big year of building and growing for us. So I've 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 stuck, you know, continued to stay here. Yeah. Um, but next year I plan to just take Europe by storm. Oh. I'm just dying to get out there,
0: man! You you are gonna love it. You are gonna <laughs> absolutely love it. Are there any kind of individual specific festivals that you're kind of buzzing well, about?
1: I, of course, you know the big names. You know, I want to do Glastonbury because I want to see how it stacks up to what we do. Um, everyone talks about, you know, Tomorrowland. I've been to Tomorrow World. Would would love to, you know, um, Boomtown sounds amazing. Secret Garden, um, Tea in the Park um what else oh i I, man primavera sound sounds really and yeah good too huh
0: yeah absolutely i I mean, it, it sounds like you've had the most amazing five years of your life, as if you hadn't been to a single festival sort of five years ago, twenty seven, and it's just taken you on a whirlwind adventure already. Um, what yeah. what what do the next five years have in store? Because already hearing you, it's not you're not going to stop.
1: Uh, well, there's a when I stumbled upon this industry and, and kind of recognized the niche and committed myself to learning as much as I can about it. Now I'm excited to take what I've learned and create change in the industry. So I I actually am creating festival products because I don't believe there's been products that have been made for festivaling. I I believe we've been using products that are made for camping and hiking. And and we're not, we're not, you know, hikers. People who go camping go to bed when the sun goes down and they wake up when the sun goes (laughs) up. We go to bed when the sun goes up. And try to get a few hours of sleep. Amen. And um, where I want all this to go is, I'm excited for people to use Festivo because, uh, you know, I've discovered some of my favorite artists through my own app, which in in getting to see them while they were still small is so much more rewarding than finding out about them, you know, after you've already missed them. Oh, yeah. Um, So I'm excited for people to to really make use of that, and I'm hoping with that new headliners will appear because the one thing our festival, the festival community needs is more headliners. So we as festival goers need to listen to the up and coming artists and, and go see them and and help them advance their careers. Um, so I'm excited to do that. Um, I'm excited to make gear specific for festivaling. Um, because I, I believe, uh, with just a few with with a few successful products, we can we can make a lot of change in the community that needs to happen. Um, and then to take it even further, um, if everyone did their little part, when you consider how many of us there are at one place, uh, it could be pretty fantastic. So um, that's that's where I'm going at the moment. And um, today's date is the tenth of May. I'm not sure uh, when this is going live. Yeah. Um, but, uh, on the, on the 16th, the next Monday, I actually have a festival travel show coming out. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So I, I did, I shot six episodes last year. I'm supposed to do 10 this year and it's, it's on a network called euphoric TV, which is U P H O R I C dot TV. And, um, yeah, you get to follow me to the festival and, and see, see, see what that's all about. So, um, I'm excited to expand that as well and just just keep going just keep trying to figure out how to make this whole thing whole thing work while while living out of my 78 Subaru or
0: 88 Subaru station wagon (laughs) (laughs) oh man listen it it sounds like you're completely living the dream just keep it up and uh, whatever's fueling that fire just keep it going it 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 sounds absolutely brilliant um how can how can we kind of yeah how can everyone keep following your journey yeah, I mean, download
1: download the Festivo app. Definitely check it out. I, I'm really proud yeah. of it, and I, I, um, you you will have a better festival if if you use it. Like it's fact. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, follow along and be a part of the adventure. You can follow me on all the socials at at, at the Festival Guy because somehow that was available. Oh,
0: absolutely! <laughs> there we go at the Festival Guy um gumba thank you so much uh for chatting with us it's it's been absolutely beautiful um and next time you come to the uk or when you do come to the uk check us out and we'll be following your journey